Hello, everyone, and welcome to Let's Get Sandy. This is episode two. As always, I'm super excited that you're here. Before we jump into this episode, I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about gratitude and how I've made it an everyday practice in my life. Since the pandemic started, I needed to change the way that I was thinking and my outlook on the day. With all the uncertainty and anxiety going on, I felt that practicing gratitude would help me steer my mind in the right direction for the day. So I first started out with saying through things I was grateful for every day, whether that was out loud to someone else in my mind. And it really made me appreciate the moment and appreciate the day I had ahead. So after a while, I'm, I like to write things down. So I bought a gratitude journal and it's been awesome. I still use it. I still have it. I recommend you get it. I have the link to that specific journal in this podcast bio. Go check it out. Seriously, it takes me two minutes to fill it out and it's awesome. Again, with this holiday season coming up, it's going to look a little different than normal and I encourage you all to practice gratitude. It'll make you feel better and it'll really just give you good, good energy. And good energy is what we need right now. So that's my PSA. Go buy a gratitude journal. Or if you're not a person that writes things down, say it. Say it every day. I'm thankful for the coffee I'm drinking. I'm thankful for the sunshine. I'm thankful for the roof over my head. It's the little things that make us better and make us feel better. Enough about my gratitude rant. I hope everyone has a safe and lovely holiday. I know it looks weird this year, but we are going to get through this together. All right, episode two. Here we go. Sophie Allen. In this episode, we talk a little bit about Sophie's journey to entrepreneurship, the experiences that brought her to her business and wellness today, and some of the awesome places that she's lived. Sophie is really passionate about helping people be the best versions of themselves slash have the healthiest mind, body, and spirit. She also has a beautiful voice, you guys, beautiful British accent. So you'll want to listen to this episode because it's 30 minutes of an angel's voice. (laughs) With that, I'm excited for you to listen and I hope you enjoy. What was it like going to school in America? Yeah, I mean, I never really considered university in England seriously. Yep. Um, the only option I had was to go to a university called Bath, Bath University, which is amazing, um, an amazing university, but it's too close to home for me and I didn't really want to study sports science at the time. Okay. I wanted to keep swimming and I had so many people in the years above me while I was at school who went off to the States. They went to Florida State, they went to Wisconsin, um, you know, all over the States. And I thought, okay, that could be me in two years if I train hard enough. And then, yeah, the opportunity came about to a school in Savannah, Georgia, um, okay. at the Art and Design College. Um, and the that would have been there, more college vibe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was great. Like Georgia was a cool state. Um, yeah. I actually just stayed there for a semester, actually. I decided it wasn't the right school mm-hmm. after committing and moving out there. I wasn't in the kind of the right mindset with the swimming it didn't really match up to my expectations but 
the university and the people I met were lovely and wonderful. Um, so then I kind of went back to the UK and did a year and a half of, you know, I did a teaching qualification for swimming and I moved out to Spain to work and train at this place called the Best Centre, which is an amazing elite sports training um, centre in Europe. Wow. And after that, um, or during that time, the coach from Hawaii got in touch and said, if you get this time in your, nat- your nationals, Sophie, then you can join us in August. And I was like, right, this is awesome. Hawaii, you know, a new place in the States is an island. I'm already living on the island of Mallorca. And um, so I like that kind of vibe. And Hawaii just sounded like a dream. So why the hell not? And I got yeah. to the time the, the nationals and yeah, it all kind of happened. And it was an easy decision because, you know, the swimming, it, it seemed like that level that I wanted to get to a division one school, which I think was quite important for any athlete moving yep. out to um, a university, especially in the States, they want to get you know the best out of their sport that they can and from themselves. And yeah, it just seemed like the right fit. So moved out there and didn't look back. <laughs> you wanted to swim in the States. That was, yeah, I wanted to compete, you know, and I wanted to be around a team that was amazing and varied and swim outdoors all year round um yep and rainbows above our heads and rainbows above our heads exactly and um yeah Hawaii just kind of exceeded all the expectations really and I have met people from all over the world having gone to Hawaii because it's such a hot spot for diversity so I think all of us who went to that school you know we're friends with people from you know Australia Europe it's yeah it was like a real real whole round experience um not just on the swimming side but um in life really so we're very um we were very lucky to have had that opportunity really so yeah um that was my you know university journey I'd say (laughs) do you think so I had no idea you went to Georgia first this this is why this is great because I I had no idea (laughs) did you think (laughs) the culture was completely different in Hawaii than Georgia one and two did you because of all the international students there was a lot of Europeans did that make you feel sort of at home even when you were in the middle of the ocean (laughs) yeah I mean to answer the question number one um the culture fit I think for me was better in Hawaii yep the schools both schools were great I just you know what slightly obviously it's a bit because it was mainland there was a there was a lot more the ratio of um, mainland Americans compared to you know overseas international students it was bigger it wasn't, a, I think for me, just the swimming thing needed to be yep. in line with my, my, my goals, really. And when I was in SCAD, it just, I don't think, it, nothing, it just didn't really click for me. And that yeah. was an uncomfortable feeling. That's totally but, fine. Yeah. And I just thought, you know what, I need to find something else. This isn't, I'm not going to be able to last here for four years. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be unhappy for that long. And also my education, I didn't really want to go into, you know, I, want, I loved art, but I didn't think that I would study it as a, as a, you know, what's the word? You didn't think no, that. No, no. What, what, what? I forget the name now. What do we call Green? our decision? No, the decision that we wanted to study a certain subject. We could be like major. There we go. Major, major. I didn't think I wanted to major in right. um, like an art field, but then I was like, I'm at an art and design college. There's something wrong here. It was so diverse. I mean, most of my friends, I'd say half half, were um, American, half were international in Hawaii, and. Yep. The thing I loved about it was I grew up in a very international school as well, even though it was in England. And I just love meeting people from different cultures and backgrounds yeah. and places. It, people are so interesting. Totally. And I just absorbed all of that like a sponge, I think. And, yep. you know, all the Americans that I did meet, I think you're all wonderful. And it just it was a great, great fit for me. I loved yeah. it. 
And for me, it was like opening my eyes to a new world. And it was so important for me to have that Mm -hmm. experience and meet these people because now I have friends all over the world. And I think all of us, other than ones who were say local, like Kira Fox, what a babe. Um, right. you know, she was local to Hawaii and that must have been amazing for her to meet all of us and vice versa, like for us to meet locals, it was really special and to yep. be able to share experience and be outside our comfort zones, I think was quite a big totally. thing too. Totally. And the culture there is incredible and it's important to learn to respect their culture as mm-hmm. people who yeah. are not from there. The school you could stay on for how, like 60 days after you graduate. So I think I did 30, um, nice. And my plan or my next step was to go out to Australia and work in a school and stay there for a year and then go into, in that time, apply for a master's um, study for you know, education and teaching. Yep. I was in Australia, just outside Melbourne, um, in a beautiful town called Ballarat. And I realized that teaching wasn't going to be primarily my focus. I just, okay. I didn't think the classroom was the right fit for me. Again, I was like, oh God, this isn't the right fit. But, but you, did the, you had these experiences which led you to where you are now, which is so important because you wouldn't have yeah. known. You wouldn't have known if you didn't have yeah. those experiences. Totally. And yeah. it was you know, eye-opening in that sense. And I explored, I toured around, I met amazing, wonderful people. Same again, it was a great experience. But um, yeah, a step closer to what I'm now doing. And in that time, I was, you know, working in the school as like an assistant classroom um, member of staff and in the boarding room, boarding houses as well. And I put on a curriculum for teaching yoga because all these girls were coming up to me and saying that, you know, we see you doing yoga, would you teach us? And then I said to the head of sport that can I put on a class as an after school activity um, and see where we get to. And I had, you know, like 30 students who were lined up and excited to just try out these yoga things. And, you know, I wasn't an experienced teacher, but I knew the moves and I love teaching. And I guess those two things aligned there and then. So, so yeah. do you think that was the moment when you realized you wanted to start your own business? I think it was already happening. Like, okay. you know, it was like the first initial steps. And then I did everything a bit backwards, really. After Australia, <laughs> I moved back to Hawaii and I did a yoga 200 hour teaching certification. Um, so I became qualified and I knew how to build up flows and you know talk about the chakras and understand a, a deeper kind of sense of what yoga is and how you can transition it into everyday life. Yep. And then I landed a job closer to home back in the UK and it was great. I was using the yoga and I was coming up with training plans for um, the CEO that I was working for. And I love that element of, you know, the variety of the yoga, the training, the nutritional side of things, how you can create such a balanced lifestyle. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm no nutritionist, but I know how to you know, regulate what you eat. And I know about- Well, being a student athlete helped that so much. You learned mm-hmm. what you can eat, how you fuel your body right, how you stretch properly, what muscles mm-hmm. to move. We lived and breathed it. So it was, you know, again, of all that experience of the swimming and being in an athlete environment, um, taking it into everyday life and helping to influence and encourage and support, you know, people that I came across and was working with. And that was, you know, on the back burner and slowly building momentum. And then I moved up to London and started to work in property. 
Yep. And I got to know London on a really deep level, met a lot of people and started teaching at, you know, corporate classes of yoga um, to the company that I was working for. Ah. Once we, yeah, built up a good rapport with them and it was fun. It was so fun. Um, and just before that, I had reconnected with a friend um, who is now my boyfriend, actually. Oh. Um, and he asked me to teach him yoga as well. And he was already practicing. And, we, you know, I taught him as often as I could in the park and gained up a lot of confidence from that. And it was great because he came along to the classes in the, um, the company, the corporate classes, and was always yeah. there supporting me. And my sister was there too because she was in the same company. And, um, yeah, and I, I really loved it. Like, I always looked forward to doing it each week on a Wednesday evening and had, you know, groups of 10, groups of eight, groups of 12 groups of 15 it really depended on the week but it was great and I really loved that part and again that gave me so much more confidence and now you know I moved out of property and yep yeah and corona hit so that's where we got up to in that sense so when corona hit is that mm-hmm. when you wanted to really take off with the business side of this yoga movement <laughs> Yeah, when Corona hit, it was like, you know, everything just paused and crazy uh, time. Oh gosh, how to describe it? Sadly, I lost my job with the newer company that I joined in property. And it kind of, you know, it stuck on me that I needed to do something and it was up to me. And, you know, I was applying to all these other jobs um, just to kind of see if there's something else out there. But obviously loads of companies had suffered and they were wanting to save money yeah. or, you know, sadly people were on furlough and then they were going to be made redundant. So there was a lot of jobs that I had interviews for that, you know, either they got rid of the job or they didn't need that position. So, yeah. you know, I was going through this motion of having interviews and not succeeding, not getting a step further whilst I was, you know, doing yoga on the side teaching online but nothing official it was all kind of let's say under the table yep you know will like we need to make a website we need to get it all up and running and I was like yeah like we we do like it's got to be I want it to be official because then I'll take it even more seriously and I think that's another thing is if you really if you really make that shift and you pivot right there and then at that yeah it's it's happening then the only the only thing that can happen is it has to happen you You manifest it you you process it you do it and great things come with it I love that exactly it just flows and I kind of just had to believe that and it felt it it was tough it was like you're growing and you're evolving and you're doing things I'd never done I'd never known how to set up a company I'd never known how to you know (laughs) do all these how did you learn that website a lot of research um okay through experience, Will had had some experience as well. Um, And just having that entrepreneurial spirit of, you know, no risk, no reward, not really focusing on, you know, you kind of, you focus on the uncertainty, like you embrace it, you have to, because you can't really go in with, oh, what if, what if, what if? It's like, no, this is what I have. This is what I know. This is what I need to learn. And you go along that path of just like being positive, really. Um, It's hard to explain, but also really simple. And, you know, the nice thing about it is how it's all evolved is, is I've learned so much and I would never have, you know, even come across this sort of thing if I hadn't committed to it or if my job had been saved and I'd gone back into right. property. Everything happens for a reason. I think so. So, yeah. And just, you know, I've had a lot of support from friends for so many years, um, just to mention oh. a few, Flora, Annie, Tiff, Lydia, Georgie, Luce, Emma as well. And um yeah, you just have to, you just have to believe it really. And I think that was the point this, the last 
last like you know since April I just started believing it even more and you see it and you're interacting yeah. with it more often and yeah. then you're talking to people about it and it's like wow this is really real it's happening it's happening I'm doing it I'm getting people that's amazing that's kind of where we're at at the moment movement with Sophie is the brand mm-hmm. it is you offer yoga you offer mm-hmm. personal training do you mm-hmm. do any nutrition side things meal prep advice do you get into it's that more, at all yeah it's more advice I'm not a nutritionist so I can't yeah. give that professional element but right. I can give suggestions and it's more about a lifestyle shift yep. really it's more about how you can add movement to your day no matter what kind of movement it is it's like you know get up half an hour earlier yep. and walk to work instead of 15 minutes later and going on you know public transport and whatnot there's so many ways I think we've forgotten because life has become so simple you know instead of going to this instead of clicking on you know the supermarket website and getting all your produce sent to your home which is absolutely fine it saves people so much time yep you know on certain weeks when you're not as busy go to the supermarket ride your bike walk ride your bike exactly yep there's there's a lot of ways that we've kind of taken away we stripped away that we need to put back into lifestyle and yeah every single piece of you needs movement and people are learning now I'm not as happy I'm not getting those endorphins because I'm stuck in my house all I'm doing is working and eventually I was in that rut for sure in the beginning especially in California because we have wildfires Mm -hmm. The, the air quality was terrible um, we were literally stuck in our house, but there are things you can do inside yoga, roll a mat out, do some abs. Like it's the small movements that make a huge difference in your entire day. Exactly. And it's, it's just passing that phase of beginning anything and then maintaining it is the fun part and good work, you know, good news travels fast and through organic growth through, you know, people, um, not referencing you, that's not a job, <laughs> through people um, uh, recommending you, it, it's like a lovely way for something to grow. Yeah. And then obviously through social media and your own marketing, like I was handing out thousands of leaflets going around. Like you know, I love that because that's so personable. I love the technology side of it though, because I live in California, you live in London, England, and it's 11 a.m., later in the evening your time and I'm like you know I'm feeling a little antsy I'm gonna sign up for Sophie's class online and literally do yoga in my living room when you're halfway across the world and it's funny because you know 10 years ago um a chap called Joe Wicks he's amazing he's now you know this just amazing brand of fitness at home Mm -hmm. and back then it wasn't really the thing to do like a workout at home or to be in your living room and to exercise it was more of a go to the gym go meet your trainer join the classes like it was it wasn't not accepted but it just wasn't as normal and we've completely adapted and and I think corona's really accelerated that and it's just made people realize that you you shouldn't have an excuse to not move every day there are so many opportunities to join classes to look at youtube videos to subscribe to your favorite trainer and there's so many of us now online who offer, you know, weekly classes or um, online advice and training programs and apps. And yep, it's such a big industry now. And we've all adapted. You know, so can you. Everyone can. We, yeah. have, to, we have to adapt or we'll go extinct. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we have to. We have to change. <laughs> yeah. 
So looking into the business side of things, how did you figure out pricing? Did you look at other people's platforms? Did you get advice from other people? What was that like? There's a lot that goes into pricing. It's about, you know, not just what you can offer and how you're adding value because everyone's, every trainer or every teacher is unique. So that's the first kind of area of thought that goes into any sort of pricing. Second is what is the local rate? What do most people expect to buy or what is the local rate that they expect from a class that's for yoga for training so it's looking at that market and seeing where where everything levels out and again it's in the area that you're conducting your classes so it's taking that into account as well and then you know every business has areas that they need to take into consideration you know and for me, experience wise, that also plays a part. You know, some trainers are paying or some trainers have clients who are paying $200 or 200 pounds a session. You know, they have so much experience under their belt so they can afford to, you know, say that's my price. And so it's, it's kind of finding a figure that you're happy with that, you know, you'll be able to give 150% to every client and also have it as a, a maintainable level as well. You know, you don't want to, be too extreme you don't want to underprice yourself right. and you will underprice at times you'll, you'll learn from things like that but the main thing is is coming to a figure that you're happy with and yep selling really <laughs> how are you scaling that like is the goal for you to be at that point is this something you want to grow one day I hope so but okay, I, I, I want to kind of embody the whole the whole experience of what movement is and yep. it's not just going to be about moving and stretching and flowing and breathing it's you know, how can you enhance your life and add, you know, lifestyle elements to your everyday decisions and your mindset as well. I also want to help mums and mums who are. So I'm studying pre and postnatal exercise and going to be kind of diving down that path as well. And I'm focusing right now on quality with all of my clients and all of my classes and making sure that everything's prepped before you know, afterwards, thinking of anything that I could have done better, getting feedback is so important that we often overlook um, when we're offering a service. So asking for feedback from anyone and, you know, tweaking points that need to be tweaked. And hopefully, you know, the movement with Sophie, yes, it is my brand, but also one day bringing in clients or sorry, bringing in other trainers with different areas of special specialists. Specialties or if different areas of yeah 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 <laughs> expertise yeah. expertise expertise different oh my gosh my it's okay different words areas. they're hard <laughs> um and then you know giving them a philosophy and a program that I've written and I truly believe in that they can go and take and give to their clients and it will be you know okay. movement with Joanna so it's it, ah. it's a big big broad future lots to think about and you're passionate about it now and you you want the experience and you you truly love doing it yeah and that'll get you to the goal that'll get you keep you going (laughs) be an architect of your own job everyone if you can yes (laughs) moving on from movement with Sophie so it's been around a year I'd say since I started these illustrations and slowly by slowly word of mouth got out there that I was doing these sorts of things and quite unique because it hadn't yeah where else could you find something like this and to kind of explain it it's different areas or different experiences which are combined into a big mixology that I kind of put down on a piece of paper it could be in the form of a letter it could be in the form of a shape it can be 
you know, just a picture in general, but it's a collage of all these special events and scenes and pictures that I just place together and draw to be simple. And um, it's all black and white. I add color to some of them. And, you know, people have wanted their hometown drawn. People have wanted their neighborhood. And then it became, you know, a lot of people buying new houses. So a lot of new home card designs and, and cards are such a lovely way to receive, you know, thanks or to receive a, a way of someone saying, I'm thinking of you. And during Corona, again, we, we lost touch. We, we were so involved with tech. We were so involved with yep. you know, yep. all these apps, get people together and to FaceTime, which was amazing. But, you know, to write, to sit down and write a card for someone and to, you know, just talk to someone in that way and communicate was an area where I thought, okay, right, we should, you know, I probably should do something with this. So um, a lot of card designs kind of came about and yeah, made the Etsy as well. So that's been like a slow back burner, which is constantly going on, which is really exciting. A lot of, again, a lot of new homes in the last couple of months. Have been I know my in, mom so is very busy. <laughs> really exciting. Because people, people want to move to remote places. Totally. Yeah. yeah. They want to have that fresh quality of air and yep. especially in London, you know, having outdoor space close to you is such a, it's such a big thing. It's a breath of fresh air. There's nothing like it. So combining that with moving, it's another element and another way of me being creative. Your personality in many different forms. Well, that's all I have for you today. But thank you Thanks so much for chatting with me. Um, you look really well and thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're feeling refreshed, motivated, and inspired to work and manifest the things you want to achieve. If you would like to move with Sophie and feel the good energy, absolutely take one of her classes. You can sign up at www.movementwithsophie.com. That's www.movementwithsophie.com. She also has personal training info on the website. I will include a link to her website and both her Instagram handles in this podcast bio so that you can go follow along with her and view her artwork as well. With that, please go follow and share this podcast with your friends. Woo! Anyone you know. It is now live on Apple Music, so give it a review. I would really appreciate it. I also have an Instagram account. It's let's.getsendy. Please follow like my posts, be my friend. And I have a blog coming soon. Big things. I hope everyone has a safe and healthy Thanksgiving. And I'll see you next episode.